The podcast you are about to listen to is explicit and may not be suitable for children. Some content may be triggering and graphic. These stories are real. And as we all know, real can sometimes be hard to look at. However, it is necessary for healing and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I am Lori. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed, Lori, and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Lori, Ed, and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. So how's everybody doing? I have had some really good experiences, but overall I've been sort of down recently. Like I just have been in this place of like lack of motivation, wanting to sleep a lot, like, you know, just in that that sort of downswing. Yeah. I wonder if it's if it's my prepping for fall. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's the because the daylight is obviously starting to get a lot more. Uh, notice or a lot less. Yes. Yeah. You right, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like you're you're really able to notice it's darker earlier now. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean that that could be part of it, but but yeah yeah that, that's where I've been. I've been kind of in this place ruminating a lot, you know more more like intrusive thoughts kind of stuff uh-huh. but right. just um yeah, yeah, that's where I've been but i I've had some really great experiences um I've done a lot we've did done a lot of kayaking um which is again it's been a blast to do that. It's been a blast to be out on the water and just, you know, we've seen bald eagles and herons yes. yeah. and, you know, all kinds of birds. Just beautiful. We've seen orioles and I uh, saw this cardinal the other day that, like, it was in this this bunch of uh, evergreen. Uh-huh. And, and it just, like, Puff. shined. I right. Mean, it was just so red. So red. It's like one of those famous. classic pictures yeah. that you get, you know. Yeah. And I'm a bird person, so it's, yeah. it's that brings me peace. Nice. But yeah, that's been my major kind of coping skill through this is just kind of, one, giving myself the space, and then two, you know, really honing in on what, where the, you know, unique things are, where the good things are. Right. That balance, to, to yeah. kind of balance out all of the yeah. ungreat stuff. Right, the beauty. On. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's usually what I try to do when I'm having those places. I've been a little down, too. Um, as well as a little up. So again, with the balance, you know, I've, I've had a lot of good stuff going on. I've also had a lot of burnout going on. I've had a lot of empathy burnout going on and, um, burnout on information, even though I try not to be inundated, everybody's talking about the same thing and it's, you know, Google, Google's putting that blurps on my phone, whether I'm running my phone or not, it's like, information me you know so it's like being inundated 
with negativity just kind of brings me to a spot of, ugh. And I agree, the light is playing a big role in it because... Like the sunlight. Yeah. yeah, it's dark in the morning, it's darker at night. My my outside light comes on naturally now at about like 8.15. Yeah. Uh, it's it's noticeable and it's going off you know I mean I'm getting up in the dark again yeah so yeah yeah so I think that plays a role the fall always kind of screws with me a little bit and then just some experiences in my growth which I've found sad but there's been a lot of good Mm -hmm. to balance to pull in balance thank God for that right yeah Yeah. thank God for the Ability to see the appreciation in right. the good stuff. Right. To be able to have the gratitude to get that balance. So, um, in my competitive nature, I just want to state that I was there first. I've been depressed for a little while now. Oh, just God. Saying, you know. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you yesterday. There we go. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, no, I was listening, Jason, to you talk, and I'm like, yep, no, I, I'm right there with you. I get it. Um, I was talking to uh, my my manager the other day about this and uh, specifically about going to get the medication or, or to see a doctor and whatnot. And uh, I still, I canceled my PCP appointment, um, my primary care appointment because of conversations that we've had, you know, about they're just going to give me the same thing over and over again. And I, I didn't have it in me to actually call and make appointments for the rest of it. Right. So, um, you did just enough to sabotage. I did just enough to sabotage. Yeah. That's exactly what. So we were talking about it and, uh, she says, you know, you, you really need to get on this, you know, not in a, in a critical way, but she's, she's like, you know, she said, because it's going to get worse when you hit the winter, you know, it's going to get worse because she's worked with me for a winter. She knows. Mm -hmm. And she also goes through similar stuff. So like, you know, it's, it's a good thing. So, uh, Friday I actually, I called, I, uh, set up an appointment for an assessment. Well, I called and did the, the primary little whatever that they do. And, um, then they're like, well, can you call Monday and we can schedule you in for an assessment? And I'm like, um, well, no, I, I don't know that I can. So is there any way that somebody else can call me? Because it took me a month to do this. And she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. I get it. It's wonderful. So they're going to call me Monday. And Awesome. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. Um, so that happened. And I had a really good day. Uh, I did a session uh, once this week. Um, it's the first session I've done for a while, you know, uh-huh. working with somebody. And it was amazing. Like a lot of what they're going through, I was going through, and a lot of the stuff that came out of that was really cool. So I was like flying high, awesome. um, or hitting a baseline. Really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I say flying high, and it makes it, it sound like I'm like, Ooh. yeah, because it well, feels it when you bend so down. Yeah, Any absolutely. Feels like flying high, right? Yeah. So I'm like, and then you know, my mind tries to trick me and goes, you know, oh, see, you you're just, okay, you're fine, no problem. You don't, you don't need any any medication or therapy or, or you know anything. Yeah, because this is what happens. I get those momentarily, you know, wonderful moments and and whatnot. So, um, and that was before I called. So that happened, and that was freaking cool. And We're then good. the next day, I, I dive bombed again. <laughs> so the waves. Um, yeah, you're riding the waves. Yeah, and you know, this weekend I work. Like the work week I had was just it was just one discombobulating day after another after another. I couldn't wrap my head around paperwork. I couldn't. I mean, I did the bare minimums. Um, 
I spent more time with my, my participants, which is great, you know, with the people that I work with, which is great, because that's all I could do, you know, I mean, that was really, uh, and it was probably what I needed, truthfully, you know, so, like, we had some great conversations, there was a lot of good stuff that happened, yeah. um, and then the highlight of my week, I, I, this is, like, the coolest thing in the world, so, driving to our local Walmart, because, uh, I do the grocery shopping for, for our house, and so I'm driving to our local Walmart, and, uh, I have been a forager for years, like that's been a thing on and off, you know, I, I, I know my plants and, and edibles and medicinals and um, I do uh, forage for mushrooms and I, you know, haven't done it because I haven't had the time, I've been really busy during the summers, it's just one of those things, so this is the first summer and I'm seeing all of these posts on, on my, my Facebook groups that, you know, of all of these beautiful mushrooms that people are finding, and I'm not finding a goddamn thing. And I'm like, this has been a little frustrating for me. I've gone out a few times, and it's just, it's not there. Uh, and so I'm driving to Walmart, and I spy on the side of the road on this stump, this beautiful, the, the mushroom is called Chicken of the Woods, this yeah. beautiful, like, flush of Chicken of the Woods. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so, like, I go to Walmart, I do my thing, I finish up my job, uh, my my work day, and then I, like, run over to their house, the, the person's house who's, who's I'm expecting it to be, and I knock on the door, and I said, is that your property line? He's like, are you here for the mushrooms? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's what I was asking about, and he said, well... It's like people have already, you know, asked for them and, and have already cut some down. It's like, oh, so the rest of them that are there are probably past their prime. He's like, oh, no, those came out yesterday. I'm like, oh, holy wow. crap. So 13 pounds wow. of pristine, beautiful, not buggy at all, not really dirty at all, like just really wow. gorgeous. And so I had some last night when I came home with a little bit of butter and some white yeah. wine. And yeah. so, oh, it was it was heavenly and, and something I haven't had in years so it was like yeah. really cool so I'm like awesome. giving giving it away to people you know like my, yeah. my my next door neighbor like had wanted to come out with me at one point in time when I'm foraging so I like knocked on their door I was like hey would you like some mushrooms yeah. this is how you cook them you know yeah so it was really cool so that was my that's incredible that was my thing yeah, yeah. I have a question for you Mr. Forager uh-huh. yesterday on our excursion out we saw a um, very red orangey Mushroom. What is it? Oh, great. Yeah. Um, so from the five or six hundred species that have red, orangey mushrooms. These are like, this was bright. Like yeah. The no, coffee can. Like I'm saying. Um, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, this is this is a thing like with the mushroom groups, like people uh-huh. all the time post and like, what is this mushroom? And they'll describe it and I'm like, please send pics. Make sure you have a picture of the underneath. Does it have gills? Does it have um, uh, ridges? Does it have, you know... Because some of the, yeah, the bright orange it had the things underneath are edible, even with the gills, and some of them are not. And yeah. there are several of them that come through. So, like the amethyst. Are we saying that mushrooms can breathe underwater? Yes, that's exactly what we're saying. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was thinking gills what the too. Hell yeah, is a gill. Of oh, a so okay, so things. if you turn a mushroom over like a portobello, you know how it has those little slits? Yeah, those yeah. are called gills. Oh, it's okay. like the little slits. In yeah, there. yeah, that's okay. those are called. Right. <laughs> but there are other things that, and they're bad. Well, so when you're first starting out, a lot of times people will tell you if it has gills, leave it alone, because those are a lot harder to identify. Oh. So, like the orange mushroom that had gills, could be an amanita. Some orange amanitas are bad right. and will kill you. They're called. Oh. 
death angels. So oh, some orange amanitas are edible, and I don't remember what they're called because I don't really usually find them. So you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that like it's real pretty. They, they're gorgeous. They're absolutely like the more usually the more poisonous the mushroom, the, the more prettier it the, is. Yeah. Oh, like absolutely. the octopi. It's just like you know, yeah, like, animals yeah. everywhere. I mean, frogs. The frogs and the octopi. Oh yeah, yeah, the poison dart frogs. Yeah. So beautiful and so you know. And the little Australian blue octopi. One of the coolest mushrooms. So cute. One of the coolest mushrooms that I I find semi regularly, and it, they're cooler at night than they are during the day. Uh, they're called jack o' lantern mushrooms. And people do mistake them for an edible chanterelle. I don't know how, but people do. But these jack-o'-lantern mushrooms are gorgeous. They're like these bright hunter, beautiful orange colors. They have these perfectly formed caps. And at night, they glow in the dark. (gasps) Wow. Not like vibrantly, but you can definitely tell that they're there in the dark. So it's like they're really, really pretty. And they will send you, you know into convulsions and possibly probably oh wow yeah depending on how much you eat you know yeah so huh one side of the mushroom will make the other <laughs> right. side right it's like when they say and you cut a turtle open there's seven because yeah. two are poisonous <laughs> right right exactly you yeah. know um we I had a guy that was teaching at one point in time he said you know don't mix these two up, the chanterelles and the, and, and the, uh, the jack-o'-lanterns. He's like, a bite of the chanterelle will send you to heaven, culinary heaven. It's delicious. It's wonderful if well-prepared. A bite of the, of the jack-o'-lantern mushroom will send you to heaven where you get to meet St. Peter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so don't mix those two up. Yeah. You know? Um, and there are a lot of lookalikes, so, like, we're always very careful. Yeah. I have, I have ones that I, I know. I have ones that I... I'm pretty sure of. I don't generally eat those, um, not without like doing spore prints and like it's it's a it's almost more trouble than it's worth. Right. You know. You so, do spore prints. Yeah, there are some mushrooms that the only thing that you can do is you you take the the mushroom cap and you put it on top of a black piece of paper, and depending on the color and the pattern, you can tell. That's sometimes the only way to tell between two different types of mushrooms. Wow. Yeah. So I don't I don't play with those so often. That's why I just don't try to eat any of the, like I one of my kids took the course to identify all of the yeah, mushrooms mycology. and stuff. And um <laughs> I have mushrooms all over my place, but I just <clears throat> consider them all poisonous. Right, right. I mean and, and, and everybody just, just to be you know, any it's of our listeners what we should all do. Please do that. Consider them all poisonous. Yeah. Um you know, there are some really great books out there for beginners, and there are some mushrooms that, that are almost... Yeah, it's becoming a thing. Yeah. Where yeah. people are, I mean, obviously, by that guy saying, are you here for the mushrooms? Oh, like, right, I think right. It's, it's become a thing. Yeah. And I told him, too, I was like, that, those specific ones, I was like, you know, they're, these are considered choice mushrooms. They're, they're really sought after. I was like, you should, you know, do you, you sure you don't want them? And he's like, not really my thing. And I'm thinking to myself, you don't know what you're missing out, but I understand, like, when I offered some to you, Jason, you were like, no, no. Oh yeah, no. I, I, knew I, I don't that, experiment I knew that with food. Like, <clears throat> right. I was thinking yeah. that he's not going to take. Well, those. but I, you know, I wanted, yeah. to, and I, I figured, but you know, uh, yeah. Um, but you can sell them too. Like I'm not selling these; these are mine. I'm eating them. They're good. They're delicious. But you know, you can sell them, and these sell actually rather. You know, you know, yeah. ten, fifteen, twenty dollars a pound. Yeah, you can get yeah. them at the health food co-op. That's where I've gotten mine. Yeah, you know, that's. I mean, they're one of the ones that, that you can go and, and get spores for to grow in your home. They don't look as beautiful or as pretty as, right. as you know, that. 
Um, as in the wild. As, as in the wild, yeah. Because when you they don't grow on a tree, they kind of like grow up in like little fingers as opposed to these shelves, these yeah. beautiful, gorgeous shelves. Um, so, yeah. I've seen people that have like a wood pile that's just meant for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like they <clears throat> inject them or whatever, and then every time it rains, they got. Uh, you know, they get mushrooms, shiitake yeah. mushrooms. Wow. Yeah. What it was. Yeah. Shiitakes do that. Um, uh, oyster mushrooms do that. I was blessed. This is the only thing that I found other than that this year was um, some spring oysters, which were lovely. Um, and they were most of them were buggy, so I left most of them where they were. But I, I was able to get a small like taste yeah. meal, and I like those too. Those are really lovely. I um, love baby bellas and and big portobellas and. I love the taste of a portobello mushroom. Yeah, I love portobello mushrooms are probably one of my favorite. Yeah. like that you can get and easily get in a store. Yeah, mushroom and go with anything. Kind of, you can stuff the big ones with sea. I like stuffing them with seafood. Oh yeah, and all kinds of cheese on top and cooking yeah. them in wine and garlic, you know, in the pan. But um, nice. Mm-hmm. So yay, mushrooms. Yeah. So, because this is a, a multi-parter, I figured I'd, I'd just run through the first two, uh, if you didn't see that episode. About the Eightfold Path, um, the first one we talked about was right view, and right view is basically just being able to see without judgment, being able to see without the baggage, being conscious of the baggage you have, loving yourself for that baggage, and willingly leaving it at the door. Mm-hmm. Right. So in right thought, we're talking about the the dichotomy, really. We're talking about the you are this and you are this and you are this and it's all OK. Right. So we've given the example, you know, I can flip somebody off on the highway and have the love and peace bumper sticker. And that's OK. Yes, it's it's I am who I am. And that's lots of different things. But it also spreads out to other people. So the person that, you know, yells at me at the grocery store, they're probably more than just an evil person who goes around yelling at people. You know, they might drive. They might have a car. (laughs) They might have a family. Who knows? They may have somebody that they really care about. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. that's what this is about it's it's about interacting with people in a way that you're learning from them and not teaching them right you're not giving you're taking you're learning and as long as you're having that approach in the interactions you're gonna be in line with this one um but it is important with this particular right that you're walking in and seeing what is without the judgment, right? This lady that's yelling at me, I can yell back at her, and that's okay. She can yell at me, and that's okay. We've both triggered each other, and that's okay, right? That doesn't mean that I need to spend the next day hating myself for it, or that I need to spend the next day hating her for it, Right. right? Because those stories behind that are what doesn't matter. Right. What matters is recognizing the interaction happened. And both people are probably a little bit more complicated than that three seconds. Yes. Right? More than likely. So, with that recap, do you guys have anything to add? 
No. Um, no, I think that was. I, I think, think that's that good. Ran yeah. Down. Yep. All right. So what's the next one, Ed? So today we're uh, going to start out with right speech. Um, so from a traditional standpoint, right speech uh, is a lot like right thought. You know, it's thinking the correct things. Right speech is really about, I shouldn't say corrected because it's not a right or wrong. Right. And, and that is, that's one of those things that gets lost in that translation. Yeah. Um, so right speech uh, is abstaining from things like telling lies, from backbiting, from slander, from gossip, gossip you know, from, from talking and speaking in a way that brings out hatred or disharmony. Um, it's, you know, not being rude, not being impolite. Uh, and, you know, really more about coming from a place of love and compassion and understanding. And like you said, you know, being in a space where we're taking in and accepting who the other person is and what they want to teach us, as opposed to you're a horrible person or, you know. And in large communities, that can be hard sometimes because if we're thinking, oh, we don't want to gossip about somebody, for instance, Mm -hmm. but you're working in a place where you know because you heard from somebody who counts that if this person doesn't get their shit together, they're going to lose their job on their next right on their next write up. And you know that, and you know, this person is going through a hard time. Is it okay to then go ahead and go to that person and say, maybe there's some things that you could be doing because I heard through the grapevine, you know, and so it gets complicated well, if you think about it, but, you know. And right speech. And some people would say that's gossip. Yeah. But. Well, actually, in, in <clears throat> this context, that would be right speech. Yeah. And that's what I'm it's thinking. It's to be constructive yeah. and to yeah. build. Yes, it's to build it. But a lot right. of people may take it to the point of, I can't say anything because that would be gossip and right. it's not my place. So and again, that it's judgment. that, ba- yeah, so again, yeah. it's that balance of. Of learning how to maneuver with this stuff in modern day. Yeah. So uh, the this one, right speech. Uh, then we've got right action and right livelihood, and yes. these three are considered the ethical pillars because these are actually about what you do. These ones do not include other people. Right. Um, so right speech. If you were to. Um, put it in the biggest sign possible that everyone will recognize is that meme. You know, the meme that says, is it true? Is it necessary? Right. Is it kind? Right. Right? Yeah. That summarizes right speech right there. That's perfect. Okay. So if you, in Lori's situation, right, it would be necessary. Yeah. You know, because that person may lose their job if they don't have the information that this other person is refusing to provide them. Right. Right? So in her ethics, right, in her integrity, for her, that would be necessary. Right? And it is kind. And And it it is is kind. kind, Yeah. Right? And it is true. Yeah. Right? So with with this one, it's a it's a one of the easiest in concept, one of the hardest in action, right? And that's what these well, and that's what these three that we're going to talk about are. They're the action. They're right. the what are you actually doing? Not how do you feel about it? What do you think about it? But what are you doing? Right. 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 And what are you doing in relationship to your own individual? 
personal code of ethics. Right. Right? So, yeah, that might have been gossiping, but your code of ethics says, well, her paycheck matters more than whether I'm passing on maybe information that isn't, you know... Technically mine to pass on, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So that's your ethical Mm -hmm. thing, right? right? And that's where it is super important to remember that this is not seeing the world as a blank... Right. ...as a blank canvas, right? That's when you're depersonalizing everything. Right. Right? This is seeing the world as a blank canvas and then choosing which parts of it to put on the canvas. Right. Right? So you are able to see the whole thing before you take it in and make the judgment. Right? So it's reversing the typical process. You walk into a forest. Oh, there's going to be trees. There's going to be grass. There's going to be... Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. You ha- you, you got, you've, been, you've gone there before you're there in person. Yeah. But with this practice, you would show up there and not have expectations. Right. It could be, you know, mountains and boulders. And, you know, it could be... There's this park I see all the time that's like underwater for a few seasons. So, like, That's you cool. scuba dive through this park. I've that seen that. that is, is above so cool. water sometime and under, you know what I mean? Like, the park benches. And right, so right. Cool. So, I mean, it's, it's showing up and being available to actually be present and see what's there yeah. versus what you think is going to be there. Mm-hmm. But what's there can be buggy. It can be too open, you know, yeah. not not the type of privacy you're looking for. Right. Right? You have all of that stuff now to look at. And that's you painting that canvas. Yes. That's you integrating the information with yourself. Right. And then this is how you then act based on all of that stuff that builds your ethical pillars, right? Right. So with right speech, it might be true, it might be necessary, it might be kind, but just because it is for you doesn't mean it is for me. Right. Right? But if you and I are interacting, then if we go back to right thought, right, we're gaining information from each other. Yeah. So I'm not expecting what she says to be true, necessary, and kind for me. I'm expecting that it is true, necessary, and kind for her to say it. Right. Right? I'm assuming that. Now... Right? Now say Lori's that, you know, person yelling. So, yeah, I'm going to guess that her intention is that what she's saying is true, necessary, and kind. Right? Maybe it's true for her that she has, like we had talked about before, a daughter at home with, you know, cystic fibrosis. Right. Right? right? That's true for her. It's necessary for her to not contact anything. And it's kind of her to be taking care of her daughter. Yes. Right? So for that woman, it's true, necessary, and kind. And if I assume anything else, that is not, that's, that's me then putting judgment in it. Right. Right? But what I say in response is true, necessary, and kind. Maybe it's not. Who knows? <laughs> but that is because I have an ethic that... I don't accept people speaking to me that way in a poor way. Right. 
So what would be true, necessary, and kind for me in that space might be to say, fuck you. Right. Right? Because I need to stand up for myself, or I need to disengage with that that energy. Uh, energy. Yeah, that person. And that's the easiest way to get them away. For you, yes. For me, yeah. yes. in that moment. Yes. Right? If I practice this over time, that response from me is going to become more true and become more necessary and more kind. That's one of the things that we don't... Uh, I, it, this really always has felt um, like a, a another dichotomy. It, it feels like counterintuitive. That's the word I'm looking for. You know, we, we sit there and we don't necessarily uh, accept ourselves for where we are. So what you... In, in that conversation that you just had, you accepted yourself saying fuck you as, as kind as you could be to yourself in that situation, right? Okay. Or you could beat yourself up for it for how many ever days, right? Right. By accepting that, that is the only way that change can happen. Right. Because by you are then growing in a loving environment by supporting yourself. And we don't think about that because the way that a lot of us live our lives and have have grown up and lived our lives is that the only way that we knew that we were not acting in a right way or, you know, right speech was to be yelled at, criticized, critiqued, so on and so forth. But really the growth comes from, so eventually you may be able to say over time when you become an enlightened person, listen, Lori, I can see that you're scared in this situation. I'm scared too. This is how I'm handling it. How are you handling it? And then that's when we can talk, have those wonderful growth conversations. Potentially. Potentially, yeah. or right. not. Because mm. that involves the other person right. being as conscious as you are. That's right. true, that's... right. But, they, but in, in this, right, you would say that, yeah. then they may say, well, fuck you, and keep walking. Right. And then right? Let it and go. it's, again, it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, just to go back, what you were talking about goes right back to that right thought. Yeah, you know it, and that's how these sort of build. So you, we've got the the first two, which are really those foundational ones, right? About just how you see the world around you, and then the next three are really how you interact with the world around you. So within that, you still have to have those first two, right? Right, the non judgment, the the awareness that both the good and the bad are you, and that is loved lovable whatever yeah coming to that space and getting that energy before you say fuck you is vital yeah right because then you can't say fuck you and recognize that for you in that moment yeah it was true necessary and kind (laughs) right right it was true fuck you get away right right necessary get away and kind get away right right but that's for me to then look at and say all right well how did that feel afterwards yeah right because maybe it didn't have the reaction i wanted maybe my fuck you caused a lot more fuck you back at me right Right. (laughs) you know and and that's where Mm -hmm. over time as long as you continue to not judge yourself in that space you're going to eventually change that space based on who you become over time. Right. But it takes time. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been getting to know myself pretty well over the last six years. Really, really getting to know myself. Mm -hmm. 
And it's not what people told me I was. <laughs> that's, that's neither called evolution. <laughs> I mean, that, that's neither good nor bad. It is beautiful. You know, it, you know, so. <laughs> so do we want to move on to the next one? The I action. think so. And, and we actually already started about this we right, did, right action. action. You know, um, the, the right action, uh, again, aims to promote moral, honorable, peaceful conduct, right. you know? Um, and, and traditionally you wouldn't say fuck you, you know, again, it's, it's, it's that piece. That's, that's the yeah. aim. That's the, right. the piece to it. Um, it, it admonishes us for, uh, you know, anything that, that would destroy life of any sort. Um, Buddhists generally believe that all life is sacred, whether it is a plant all the way up through, you know, um, well, there is not all the way up through, it is all Life, yeah, all life right? is sacred, you know, right? Um, and it's it's you know staying away from you know things like stealing and dishonest dealings and um, illegitimate sexual you know activities, um, which I know at this moment is is a huge hot topic for a lot of people right now. So you know, there's a lot of this stuff, and this is right action. It's it's what a lot of uh, different cultures and religions call very moral, you right. know. Yeah, yeah. So right action can be, you know, for me as a person who's growing, right action for me could be I have an encounter with somebody who triggers me, mm-hmm. and instead of punching them in the head, I flip them the finger. Right. It's the same as what, because for me, hey, I didn't punch him in the head. Right. You know what I mean? So it's that growth, and it's that practice, that, and then eventually... You know, maybe in six years, I don't need to punt. I don't need to flip on the finger either. I just walk away. Right, right. and it's that acceptance. And of, it's accepting of self, that. Yeah. And yet, so the right action for me every day is, you know, trying to, trying to treat the people in my life the way I would like to be treated. Yeah. And you know that doesn't include someone punching me in the head. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's it's pretty basic. Like you just. It's that golden rule, really, that we learned before kindergarten, or at least in kindergarten, is treat others the way you'd like to be treated, honestly. Yeah. If you can stick to that, that right action is pretty basic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With, with, um, with right action, you're also wanting to incorporate that feeling we talked about earlier. You know, how do I feel afterwards? Mm-hmm. That's a really good... Um, monitor for right action. You know, if I do something and afterwards I, I do feel like, ugh, and yeah. I have to recover from that. Right. Yeah. That's probably not right action for me. Right. right. You know what I mean? So I just, and this is, this is a, a wonderful illustration of that. And we do things on a regular basis that would look like right action. Um, you know, Jason, you, you are broken down on the side of the road and I drop everything to go and, and help you out and, and whatnot. And then afterwards I feel like crap because even though I did a really good thing, I have just, you know, completely disheveled my life and I was in the middle of something that I was doing for me, you know, and so I'm giving up myself my human being. Oh, so then you're feeling you know? resentful. Afterwards. So then I'm feeling resentful. So that no longer <clears throat> is, and that, that's a boundary thing, mm-hmm. you know, but it's also not a right action, truthfully. Right. Well, and, and <laughs> what you're, so what you're talking about, you wouldn't have gotten there because you would have skipped over the right view 
and the right thought. Oh, absolutely. So that's... <laughs> but I'm accepting that of myself right yeah. now. You know? So, so it, it, it's not really in context, though, to put it into right action. Because you were not in a space for action. Does that make sense? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. You were not seeing... You, were, you, you didn't get to a place where you could see anything to have an actual action towards. It's not right action because you have to be in consciousness to have right action. Exactly. So when you do something like that and then feel guilty afterwards, um, that's that's a lot more than guilty. It's not it's not guilty at all. It's it's resentful and it's all this right. you know. Mm. I could have been da 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 da. That is. An unconscious mind, right, and not right action, because all. it's an unconscious. Because mind. it's an unconscious right. mind, exactly. So if you're not aware of the baggage that you're going into that with, you're you're not going to be able to have right action, exactly. So it's right action too. and feeling bad after would look like, um, you know, you. Uh, you went to that person to help them, mm-hmm. and the whole time you were there, you were complaining about it. And then when you left, you felt bad that you were complaining about it. Okay, so right. that's, and that's another so non-right action. Action yeah. would be the complaining about it. Ah, so the so harm that you're causing that right. person. Right. 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 For the complaint. so you get there with the right intention. Right? Right. The right because you, you've seen that for what it is. Yeah. So you've made the choice to go there because it's kind, you know, and yeah. it's necessary and it's helpful. And so you get there. But then when you're there, you, you, that, that unconscious part comes in, right? Because that would be the wrong action. Right. The un- unconscious part comes in and. You know these people that are like, oh yeah, I'll help you out, but oh, it really put me out. I gotta, you know, yeah, yeah, like one of those things. Yeah, they make you feel bad because they've done something right. for you. And then, so then, in consciousness, when you get there again, say on the ride home, you're like, I went and did a really good thing. But if you're in consciousness, you're like, but what did I actually do? Right. right, because if you're not in consciousness, you wouldn't even be aware of it. Exactly, so you wouldn't feel bad about it. Right, it would just be you went and helped them. Yay, I'm a good guy. Right, right, right. So that again would be that that would be the consciousness about not having right action. So you would you'd have consciousness on other sides. Right, but not in the middle. Yeah. Right, that's how you know that it was a truly um, not right action for you. Does that make sense? Right, when you come to consciousness on the other side. Right, you have, yep. to, you have to have it on both sides. You have to go in with it, and you have to come out with it. What happens in the middle of the actual problem or the interaction yep. or whatever, that's where all that learning happens. But if you go in and come out with being able to see it clearly, right, and being able to see it without judgment and, and the fact that it's multifaceted, you're going to then look at yourself that way and be able to see yourself. Right. Right. So you get consciousness, consciousness, lesson in the middle. 
it's still not right action, even though it looks like right action. It, the, the, no, correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So like, I'm I'm not understanding. But if, if like, you what right action is, is that what you're wondering? No. So I feel like we just got from point A to point B from just two different roadmaps. We could have. Okay. And I, I think hopefully that's, that's a, it'll help two people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Fair enough. I was like, it, it just. And then there's the option, you know. Oh, we have a third option. This yeah, is because if you're if you're working on all of these, you really are conscious, and right. you're working to be conscious more often than not. <laughs> if we're working on right? all these, we're hoping to be conscious. Right. Well, yeah. it takes a level of consciousness to even want to do this. Absolutely. So. Right. So you're hoping to be more conscious more often than not, and we're not always going to be. Right. Because we're not perfect, but. If you are on the way to the nursing home to take your grandmother to a very important doctor's appointment and you see somebody broken down on the side of the road that you could help, but you have this to do, the kind thing would be to stop, call for help for them, and be on your way. You've done something nice. You've gone, you've taken care of your responsibility, you have nothing to, um, right. you have nothing to resent in that. That is a, that is a right So answer. that would really be the most conscious thing that we could do in a place of right action when we're being conscious. But now you're mixing it, right? Because that's, that's in consciousness. So right, at, the important is, to, the important thing to know is that in the moment of doing something which is where these three things exist he's in the moment of the action in the moment of doing these are the doings right Right. so in the moment of doing that is the lesson period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the consciousness on either side of it that's the integration of that lesson did it work for me did it not work for me do I feel like it was awkward? Do I feel like it was not awkward? Right. Do I feel like I was pushing? Do I, you know, yeah. where was the I learning. there? Do I see myself and love myself, but also incorporate that that can grow, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean the next 10 times I'm not going to respond the same way. But as long as I have that consciousness on either side, each time I respond that way, it's going to become less and less um, educational and more kind of funny for me. That's how it works for me. Yeah. Right, I know like, you mentioned And then that. as it becomes funny, it's like, you know, whatever. Um, and then I can let it go because then I see myself as being like ridiculous doing it. So then I, I evolve. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, that's how that process works. So these three things happen in that moment. So they're essentially the reaction, right, in conscious action. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but I also, just because it's funny, want to go back to something you had said when we were talking about we were both coming at it from a different way. Yeah. That would be right thought. Okay. Yeah. Right? But for you, you're struggling. I was struggling with because that. Because yeah, it was, I'm saying it and you're saying it, but I feel, you know what I mean? Like, right. Whatever was going on for you there. Yeah. So yeah. you stepped out of right thought. Right. That... It, it is multiple ways. We yeah. all see it. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you're right. I stepped out of right thought because my thought is you're explaining the same thing that I'm explaining or from a different perspective, but in a way that I felt was like you're saying you're completely wrong. 
Yeah. And I'm like, which of course, which of, which of course is, you know, it's always that, right? Of, well, we, yeah, right of or course, wrong. absolutely. Which of course then right is thought. that judgment in that right yeah. thought. I did. I stepped out of that right thought. Went, yeah. You're saying I'm wrong. Jason, do you not understand <laughs> that we are saying the same thing? It is a process. The whole thing is a absolutely. process. And absolutely. Practice. And the more you and bring yourself to it, I mean, as a group, it's ideal. Yeah. Because you have other people that can bring it to you. Right. Or you can bring it for them because you might see it clearer. Yeah. But when you're doing this individually for yourself, it's a little harder. You've got to get yeah. honest with yourself about what was that feeling. You know, like on the other side of it, did that feel good in that interaction to you? Yeah. It probably didn't. Right. So on the other side of that, you would be, you know, well, where was I in that? Was I needing to be right? Was I needing to be wrong? Was I needing, you know... To be valid. Absolutely. Anything, whatever it is. Or was I there to hear, right? Because that also probably took a lot of your hearing out of what I was saying. Yeah. Right? Because you were looking for things. So then you were present out here, right? So that would be a good example of on the other side of that consciousness, the right action next time for you might be... Well, I feel this weirdness. Maybe I should listen instead of try to latch on to what I'm saying and how it relates. Right. 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 Absolutely. So that would be that other half of it. That would be that other side of it. But you still love that person that was stuck. Yeah. In that place. And not because you should, but because that's the same person that saw this on the other side of it. Right. 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 You're the same person. They are. Right. So yeah. that's right action is, is really about how you feel afterwards and whether you feel that way because it's attached to baggage or whether you feel that way because you saw the situation and you really feel like there was something off about you in that situation. It didn't match. Right. It didn't match. It didn't your vibrate with you. Yeah. Right. It, it was and that's not that feeling afterwards, you know, but. It is very important to be in that place of understanding. You know, do I have right view? Do I have right thought? Yeah. And then I can be in these other places. But if right view and right thought aren't there, everything falls everything apart. Everything else can't be there. Right. right. <laughs> because everything else is in relationship to right seeing view, something right for what it is. So, do we want to go on to... This next one should be pretty quick. This right is a pretty livelihood. Good one. It's a right. great one. I love this. I love this. Because it gets complicated in today's day and age. Very simple for what it was back then. It was very simple in comparison to today's day and age. So you want to read the... Either one of you want to read the... Yeah, so we're looking at right livelihood. How do we make our money? How do we sustain ourselves? How, How do we take care of ourselves with our livelihood? So the point of that is to, again... Not, ca- not cause harm. So when we look at that, we would say, let's not get into the drug trade. Let's not deal in weapons because weapons can cause harm, right? Let's not sell people. Let, you know, these are all really basic things, right? Um, but now you've got a very complicated world now. So you're working at a grocery store that sells rat poison. Right. And you're working at a uh, at a sport sporting goods store that sells this or that. So 
it can get really complicated in today's right. day and you age. You work there because you like bikes and they sell rifles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're against that or whatever. So your ethics, it, it has to come down to what feels good ethically for you. And traditionally, I mean, it goes back to even being like a pig farmer that, that you're raising pigs for slaughter. That Absolutely. Is, that is not right livelihood, traditionally Correct. speaking. Correct. You yeah. Know, because all life is sacred. All life is sacred, right. Yeah, yeah so. and there, I mean, they're just to be right out there. I mean, they're throughout these rites, the sacredness of life is very thoroughly planted throughout all of these. Yes. And yes. And that goes back to again the 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 right understanding, um, the right view is is you know again coming back to we are this person right. and that person it, and we accept it and we are this person. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So. So um, so are we ready for the day to day for right livelihood? Absolutely. Yes. All right. So um, I I this is a good one for me because I have. I feel like I get there with this one. Yeah. I have a job that I don't enjoy every day that I go to. um, That has a lot of, you know, miscellaneous bureaucratic paperwork associated with it. Right. But if I think about the work I do, I feel good. Yes. Right. Right. I'm not feeling good about the 14th document that I've refilled out with the 15th person's name I mean just you know I'm not feeling good about that but I feel good about what I do I feel like I do something good in the world Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and not because I need to right but that is a result of my job does that make sense yes right so the action in this one is your job and the right or wrongness of it is how you feel about what your job is, right? Like if you're the person in the grocery store, right? You feel really good about providing really wholesome service food to people in your community. You know what I mean? Or you, you know, you really appreciate the fact that you feed the community through your work, you know? Um, if you're a, a housekeeper, you know, you would really appreciate the fact that you do something and get paid for it to help someone out so that they don't have to do it and they can maybe spend more time with their family. Right. You know what I mean? It, the job is irrelevant. You know, you're an oil pumper, you know. Well, you may feel good that you go to work every day and you pump oil so that most of the country can have electricity. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Or be warm. We I remember Or you may feel really bad that you're breaking into the earth and taking right. it out. So it's your ethics and how you come from. Well, hold on. Yeah. No, because that's different. Because uh, you wouldn't even get there in this. Right? Right. Like so right. yeah, you, you wouldn't get there because then you have a guilt factor. Right, right. And there's no if you've got one and two, right? The the view and thought, there's no guilt factor yeah. there. So to get to right livelihood, you have to understand yourself enough to choose a job that feeds you right. in that way. And I'm not saying feeds you as in like, you know, all of your dreams come true. Right. Like your job should not be your life 
And when you look for your life in your job, it will never work out. Right. That's not the way it works. You know, you go to your job. That's a part of what you do. But then there's all these other things you can do, too, that are life. Right. right? And too many people get into that one box. Yeah. Of, like, job, life, and they try to cram it all in. And it just doesn't Yeah, there needs to be a separate. And that's part of, I think, of our, our Western society, too, is, like, you know, we, we are finding less and less time and financial freedom for life. Yeah. So we are driven to try to find more and more, not a work-life balance, but a work-life combination, which right. really sucks uh, because it, it, it is not advantageous to anybody. Well, except for, you know, the people who own the companies that we work for, well, truthfully. Right. And for me, farming, like, okay, so I love animals, right? right? So you might mm-hmm. think that farming is a great alternative for me. That I got out of it because it didn't feed me and I didn't feel good about it. Right. Yeah. I wanted to keep every single animal born on my farm. I felt like I was pimping out my goats quite quite literally. I felt like, you know, my heart broke every time I separated a mother from his baby. I didn't feel good about any of that. Um, it was my life. You're putting in 16 hours a well, absolutely. day. And I mean, it is your life. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't suit me. Because I love animals. So it didn't feed me. It made me feel I felt bad most of the time through that line of work. So I removed myself from it. Right. And what I'm doing now feeds me. I feel good. I feel like I can give something of myself that's positive and that I'm not creating harm and only, you know, what I'm putting out there is is good. Every time I get a message from somebody that they're feeling better... I'm like, yes. Yeah. That feeds me. That makes me feel really good. Right. So. I know that way back in the day, Jason, you and I had, and I mean way back in the day, you and I had had a conversation about, do you think that anybody ever grows up and thinks, I want to be a gas attendant? Do you remember this conversation? I did. I did. And the truth of the answer, I mean, at the time we were like, I don't know, like 16, 17, maybe yeah. something like that, whatever. And I don't know that we ever really came to something really concrete, but now I've looked, I've thought of that multiple times since then, especially recently, and I thought, you know, there are people out there, I'm sure, that, and this would be the right livelihood for them, yeah. they feel good about the interaction, they yeah. feel good about providing a ser- this service, yeah. Yeah. and either because it doesn't, weigh heavily on their consciousness or it doesn't stress them out so they feel good overall this is right livelihood for them yeah yeah you know so it can be as simple and i don't think that that again you know with yeah. in our western society where we're very goal-oriented this is not something that we would think that that could be considered a right livelihood i, I pumped some gas I, well i've done it i thought it was great i actually <laughs> it's, truthfully it's an easy job truthfully one of my favorite jobs in the summer, spring, and fall, not so much in the winter, but truthfully, one of my favorite jobs, I did it for about six months, and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, Yeah, you know? And people are usually, like, when you're pumping their gas for them, generally, you're seeing the best of people. It's like, I don't have to get out and rain. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to get the gas ripped on me. Uh, right. You're putting in what I'm asking you to do. There's a little bit of small talk, and then... Thanks, and they're on their way. I, I you know? think that goes more into like what we're getting out of it at that point yeah. in, the, in in yeah. that space. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that it's it's really that simple, right? Livelihood is 
Um, you're in right view, you're in right thought, and you feel good at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. About what you're doing. Yeah. 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 I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling, T-H-R-O-U, 2. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Dot squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.